Boss Uncaged is a weekly podcast that releases the origin stories of business owners and entrepreneurs as they become uncaged trailblazers. In each episode, our hosts, S.A. Grant and guests construct narrative accounts of their collective business journeys and growth strategies. Learn key success habits and how to stay motivated through failure, all while developing a boss uncaged mindset. Break out of your cage and welcome our host, S.A. Grant. So dangerous. What makes being live so dangerous? Never know what's going to come out of your mouth. Well, you know, I'm not underneath the regulations of the FCC or, or you know, I'm not dealing with FINRA. So I can say whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> Just got deleted from Facebook. <laughs> yes, Facebook tends to do these things from time to time. But, you know, you could definitely do booty shots on facebook now it's like the it's like the secondary to instagram and tiktok now so they don't get blocked for that so you know oh my god <laughs> we've totally gone off topic get started <laughs> yes yes welcome welcome back to boss uncaged podcast so today is the season three finale season three end of the road please don't let go yep i'll oh, sing it girl let me do some more car karaoke car karaoke would be definitely be interesting so <laughs> yep season three i mean it's, it's it's first of all i think it's 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 who 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 the hell thought we was gonna get to season three and be in season four and you know kind of look at our database of all the episodes that we need to release as fast as humanly possible so we're really rolling into season six might be season seven hence why right. we're making these seasons a little bit shorter to kind of speed things up so Without further ado, obviously, we got Alex Grant on the mic. And it's funny, too, because I always get these little sidebar messages, these little notes and these little comments. And, the, oh, when is Alex coming back on the show? We love her voice. We want to hear more of Alex. And I keep trying to tell her this, people. I keep trying to influence her to come on the show. But yet and still, I get the middle finger. I get the doodle brown look on the face like, eh, hmm, uh. So the <laughs> fact that she's here right now in the season finale is a great thing in itself. So the floor is yours, Alex. What are we talking about? As usual, it takes like multiple weeks of grooming for me to get here and be on camera and him saying, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are we doing this today? Are we doing this today? So yes, end of the month, July 31st, end of season three. Um, and we just need to catch up with everything that's happened during season three, what's been happening, <clears throat> excuse me, in the background and what is going to be planned for season four, which I'm really excited about. So Mm -hmm. Highlights from season three. What have we learned since we started Boss Uncaged way back in the year of 2020? Yeah, <laughs> so. Roughly three, yeah, three years and some change. Oh. It, it, it's, what is this? this is August? Yeah. It's roughly almost three. Yeah, oh. almost three. Almost three years. So we're at two and a half. But yeah, what, what did we learn? We learned how to systematize a lot of different things for sure. Um, that and, you know, monetization, how to monetize some things as well, too, and just how to get, you know, higher profile guests. So I think like literally we're at the point now where season one, we were trying to figure out who are we going to call on my Rolodex. Now it's kind of like I don't even reach out to anyone anymore they just essentially fall into my mailbox now which is not something to be facetious about it's we've took a while to get here and now that we're here it's definitely beneficial that we don't have to look at people anymore 
this is true this is true he, we like he said we are definitely kind of booked out to almost season seven right now which is i guess a great problem to have but it is a little stressful because we record an episode and you want to like be able to immediately put it out like oh this was a really good episode and then you look at the schedule and it's like uh we'll see that one in 2024 maybe <laughs> for the most part um but let's talk a little bit about highlights from season three you interviewed some awesome people this season, one in particular, um, David Selinger, a.k.a. the founder. Bo- and let me caveat here a little bit. Like, I won't say that this movie is Chanel's or Essay's favorite movie. It ranks up there. But the founder with Michael Keaton <laughs> is on our TV all the time in some form or fashion. So he got an opportunity midway through the season to interview the founder of Redfin. And everyone knows what Redfin is. A lot of us probably have it on our phone and we dream and we look at houses that, you know, maybe one day if we were to win that $1.2 billion, we'd be able to afford. Um, But talk a little bit about your David interview because we didn't really talk about it. We talked about Redfin a little bit, but he has a new venture right now. Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was just cool to interview someone of his caliber and as i did my due diligence and did a little background check and kind of looking at his bio he's probably one of the reasons why amazon is what it is because his original job essentially he was working directly under bezos bezos right hand man working on the team that developed the algorithm that we all know and love today that keeps putting shit in front of our faces to make us keep buying more and while he was there he had an opportunity to do a a side project and build out Redfin. Like, I was like, dude, like, how many people are you? Like, how the, how the hell do you write an algorithm from one company that's a multi-trillion dollar company and on the other side, you created a whole nother company that you're not even working for anywhere that you sold. And I was like, dude, like, he, whole nother level, whole nother level of comprehension. It was just kind of like, oh, this, this is probably what it's like to be Elon Musk to a certain extent. Like, if we ever got Elon on the show, just to realize the world would stop. Like, <laughs> his head would explode on camera. <laughs> just FYI. <laughs> Elon, yeah. Elon would be interesting. I mean, it's kind of like, what do we talk about? Do we talk about business or do we talk about sex? I don't know. It's just kind of like, which way do we, which, I, I mean, both of them are up for grabs, right? So, and with Elon, he doesn't give two shits. So, it, it, it could be a real conversation. I think I saw somewhere recently he has like eight kids now. So, yeah, it's a lot. So he's competing with your your, your boy, your, your boy Nick Cannon? No, no, no. <laughs> I think that was what the post was in comparison. Okay, totally off topic <laughs> again. Um, another great episode, <coughs> excuse me, that you had this uh, season was with Stormy Andrews, who's an author, co-founder. He was the buyer persona boss. Um, and that was like season three, episode 30, so more so towards the end. Tell us a little bit about that interview. <laughs> funny that you said it was closer towards the end and i remember the interview was like probably fall of, of 2021 <laughs> but um stormy stormy's a great dude man I, like he lives out of uh, vegas and he just like he understands branding on a level of more so like a phd level right and it's not necessarily about the visual part it's more so about the buyers behind the brand what are they really wanting to buy and just hearing like he has his entire outline of step-by-steps on how to figure out what the persona of your person is, how to then put that content or that marketing strategy in front of them to then have them convert. So just having him like in my Rolodex and having access to him and just that conversation that we had, he kind of just really drilled down the hole. And we talked about a lot of other social issues as well. That's cool. Really, really, really cool. There's some other things that have been happening in the background um, while all of these really great episodes have been happening. 
think let's talk about what's behind you, <laughs> which mm. I'm excited about because I had a hand in building some of it. But the most important thing that I see up there is Boston Cage is officially trademark. The gold one right there. The gold one right there. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Ladon Blackett Jones. Uh Westlake High School, Tennessee State University. Sorry, I got to give a shout out. <laughs> Great and, and, trademark attorney. Please check her out. And I, I, I keep putting it out there. It's like, it'll be nice to have her on this podcast sooner or later. It, you know, if you're out there and I know you are out there and if you hear this, I'm just saying it could be a great opportunity to talk to you about <laughs> trademarks on this show. But, you know, I digress. No pressure. no pressure, no pressure whatsoever. But anyway, you, you've redone your background mm -hmm. and you also have some other merch to talk about. Like we have sneakers now and book bags along with the hats and this t-shirts. I think the t-shirt that you're wearing right now is one of the new colors that we have. So yeah. what's, what's going on in the merch world? Uh, it just kind of like I randomly come up with it. It's, it's like two different merch situations, right? There's people that hundred uh, percent market and they deal with their merch as, as far as a revenue stream. And for me, it's just kind of like, yeah, it's a revenue stream, <laughs> but I like to wear my own shit. So it's just kind of like, it's funny, like when we go shopping, you're like, oh, look at this shirt. And I'm just like, hmm, I don't see room on that for me to put a Boston Cage logo. I don't see room for me to to, to embellish that with anything Boston Cage. And so I'm just kind of like, mm, nah, I'm good. I'll just <laughs> make something like and order it. Really cute shirt with like Biggie and Brooklyn on it. And I'm like, great. And he was like, it no room for Boston Cage anywhere on there. I was like, whatever. <laughs> I'm branded through and through. And it, and it, it kind of goes to like, I want people to really understand that. Like if you're going to brand something and market it, right. And until you get to that, that level that you want to, like, why would you represent anybody else's shit at all? If you have access to represent your own brand. And if, especially if this brand is helping other people, I got to promote it and market it every single way. I mean, literally I'm at the point to like, how can I get like Boston Cage toothbrushes? How can I get Boston Cage toilet paper? I want everything Boston Cage. Literally, it sounds like I'm on that crack, but the reality is, is you have to brand and brand and brand until people get the message. Yeah, he's pretty boss. Yep. Is there Boston Cage underwear? I don't know. Not, they can be. <laughs> it's going to be kind of difficult for me to showcase Boston Cage underwear. You know, I'm not, unless I'm going to wear it as a do-rag on my head, I can't walk around with Boston Cage boxes in, in public meetings and stuff like that. So it's true this is true but you know to have it on the store okay but yes we got some great merchandise out there now please go out and check it out there's some shoes like i said there's book bags there's pens there's hats there's i can't even name everything there's like a whole plethora of different sticker brands and then the books the books are always out there so really excited how the merchandise side of the world is going right now for us so it's awesome yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. I think for me, the fun items is probably the book bags and shoes just because, you know, I grew up in Brooklyn and I was always thinking about like one day, maybe I'll have my own logo on my book bag. And then sure as hell, now I have my own book bag that's kind of graffitied out and the shoes to match it. So those are probably like my fun items, because, again, when I do graffiti in a black book, it's rare and few in between. So have an opportunity to convert those drawings into merch is definitely a win win situation. So yeah. Yep. So let's check it out. Store.bossandcage.com. So we're going to we're going to go back in time to what do we say 2019 2020 one of the first episodes that we did actually the first episode that we did i asked you a question um and you answered it so as we were planning for this show and whatnot so much has changed in the last two or three years as far as the direction of the show as far as the direction of you um as a brand in yourself and what you do for your business so here it is drum roll <laughs> what is 
SA? Who is SA Grant and what do you do? I think that that's a, a funny question because no matter where I go, and it's a gift and a curse, everyone always kind of scratches their head. They they know I do a lot of shit, but they can never put their fingers on exactly what I do or even how I do it. But I think it's getting to the point now to where through the podcasting model, it makes it a lot easier for me to kind of tell them what I do. So to answer your question, I would say the general statement would be three words, business, financial freedom, right? Okay. And, and, and a person can kind of self-define that. Well, what does that really mean? Like, how, how do essay how do help me with business, financial freedom? Mm-hmm. Well, one way definitely you can tell by what I'm doing with Boss and Cage. I'm a digital marketer by heart. I love it. Right. So understanding what those things are, a lot of people, they kind of juggle it around. They really don't understand what systems are. They don't understand automation. They don't understand podcasting. They don't understand social media. That allows me to kind of step into that space and fill that void. And so that way you kind of understand these systems and understand how to use them for monetization. Right. And those are a lot of extra words, but in reality, on one side, I'm a consultant on the other side, I'm an agency and the two of them come together and we can help you definitely develop your business financial freedom. You want to talk a little bit about how you kind of narrowed that down a little bit, because as long as I've known you, you've had 5,000 things on your plate all at one time. And, you know, definitely you talked about the stroke a couple of years ago, which kind of helped you laser focus on, you know, what you really want to do. But now it seems like you're niching down even more. I mean, yeah, because it, it, it becomes a difficult task if you're a jack of many trades. And I would say I'm not a jack of all trades. I'm really a jack of digital information. Like, mm-hmm. that's my bubble. That's where I run around butt naked, happy, jumping in the pool. That's that's me. But I think people have different definitions of digital content, right? Some people may look at ebooks as digital content. Some people may look at YouTube videos as digital content. Some people may look at podcasts as digital content. And I have my hands in all of them. Mm-hmm. So I'm more of like the big umbrella, kind of like, okay, yes, you want to create a book. Oh, yes, you want to create a podcast. But my next question is, is like, why? Why are you wanting to do these things? And how are these things going to help you get to your business financial freedom? And and I'll sit there and I'm going to wait. And and if they don't have an answer, then that's your issue, right? You won't have a beginning point and you don't have an end point. So you're going to have to figure out these connecting points before you can even get to that next level or even create a podcast or even write your first book. This is true. So in that space of kind of niching down a little bit, talk about your new accelerator program. Yep. So... Those are people that have purchased my, my first books. You kind of see my first books was more general. They mm-hmm. were generally about success, general about business. And to your point about niching down, I decided to, and, I, and I'm probably sitting on 16 books, right? And we've mentioned other books before. And it was just kind of like, when is a good time to release these books and why am I releasing books? So I'm practicing what I'm preaching. It's like, am I just releasing books to release content? Yeah. Or am I releasing books based upon what I'm doing and how I can influence people? So because I'm a podcaster and we've gotten the Boston Cage podcast ranked pretty high on a global scale, we have significant amount of data downloads i might as well start going into podcasting as teaching podcasting because again i would say i'm an educator more than anything else in this business financial freedom again i'm defining what that looks like in, in a flexible matter so the next book is going to be a book about podcasting the mm-hmm. accelerator is for podcasting not necessarily for podcasters is essentially for business owners and entrepreneurs and startup founders that heard about podcasting and they want to leverage podcasting, but they really don't know the behind the scenes of like what we do to systematize 
Boston case to get it to where it is right now. How do you get your first 1,000 downloads? How do you get to 10,000 downloads? How do you then convert a podcast into a YouTube channel? How do you then convert a podcast into a book? How do you get speaking games? All these different things fall under the umbrella of becoming business financially free. True, true, true. And it actually falls under the umbrella of your Boston Cage Academy, it sounds like to me. Am I, am I putting that in the right category? I am doing my oogie boogie shuffle because that's my favorite aspect of everything that, that <laughs> we're working on, right? The podcast is essentially is my lead magnet that, Again, we're giving a hell of value. We're giving value from all these different entrepreneurs. And as the names get bigger and larger, there's more insight to, to how these people think to help the person where they are. You may be on step two. They may be on step 23, 20-something 20 steps in between. How do you get there? So then the academy kind of goes into that, right? So the academy is essentially taking, okay, if I want to start a podcast, if I want to start an ebook, if I want to start a, a branding agency, all these different elements of who we are. Right. And that's our core functionality of what Boston Cage represents. We're taking these and we're making these steps very transparent in this environment to help someone that comes in in the beginning to lead them to the next step. So the podcast, you can listen to other people in the academy. There's videos step by step on how to do what we're talking about on the actual podcast. That's cool. That's really, really cool. The, the funny part of what I'm going to talk about next is. I feel like in working with Mr. Grant here, I am like the worst assistant that he ever did not want to hire <laughs> for the most part. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting to live in the house with your boss when you should be doing this, but you want to play a video game on your phone. Um, he has a lot of things going on, despite the fact that we're narrowing things down. He has a lot of things going on and he needs a team of people to help him. And so he has a team of people Like you have like 15 people now. If that's the number 15 people in the space of um, documenting what I do, how I do it and teaching them how I do it so then they can actually get it done because we're at the point now to where if i was doing everything that boston cage is doing <laughs> i would be on stroke number two <laughs> this is true so it that kind of led to the idea of a new service that um you have which is the va service for those who don't know what va means not virginia it is virtual assistant so what is your new virtual assistant services consist so of for the longest, it was like, I've loved Cerebral. Cerebral as a brand, Cerebral everything. And, you know, anyone that knows me before Boston Cage, like that was me before the merch, right? Mm -hmm. So um, replacing that model with the done-for-you services per service, it's more so what I'm realizing is that people, yes, they want a website, but they want that website to do something or they want continuous marketing or they want a podcast, but they want to then put that podcast into a funnel. A lot of times they'll come to you and say, Hey, I need this one thing. And then you'll mm -hmm. find that they need 20 other things. But they're only hiring you for the one thing. And when that project is said and done, then it's done. And then you're going to have to upsell and resell. And, and I'm just like, you know what? Enough of that. Like if you want to be visionary, like, boss and cage and you want to put these puzzle pieces together then ideally you're looking at more of an hourly service per week per month because again you're not talking about one project you're talking right. about multiple different projects over the course of six months or 12 months or nine months and there's only one way to get there you have to have somebody that has done it first of all and someone that understands the steps and procedures Hence why I've changed that business model from a done-for-you service to more of a VA service. That way we can kind of help you hold your hands and my team can get it done because they've done it for us. Right. They've even filled in for me. 
FYI, sometimes when he's on the edge of firing me <laughs> for being his best and worst assistant. <laughs> so switching gears a little bit, you have a very busy Q3 and Q4 speaking season getting ready to come up. Um, I don't know if you all remember from last year, um, SA was a part of the Success Champion Network, is it the Badass Summit. Um, so he'll be back there again in September. I think it's the fourth week, third week. Fourth week in September. Yes, I'm remembering that now. 20, week of the 24th, yep. Uh -huh. In addition to some other opportunities that you have at Digital Summits in both Detroit and Indy, and you have submitted yourself to be a part of PodFest Masterclass. Hmm. What's up with all of these speaking engagements? Again, I'm, I'm trying to, to, to leverage out what I'm doing and when I'm doing it. So the first half of the year, I was essentially building up more of the VA model kind of going to our accelerator program, which we could talk about a little bit more, but having these things systematized on the, on the back end before I got to the front end, because again, when you're talking in front of stage, you're going to have an opportunity for people to opt in your list or sell from stage. Right. Well, well, again, I need to have the infrastructure to monetize, to, to then send someone to something. So I had to make sure I, I got that squared away. That's one of the mistakes that I made, first of all, with Cerebral. I was trying to do everything at the same time. So imagine me speaking on 20 stages at the same time and trying to build funnels and trying to delegate to 15 different VAs and build that team and build that squad. The hell with that. <laughs> so going into quarter three and quarter four is probably the ideal time for me, at least until the next year or so, to where that's where I'm going to do most of my speaking engagement. So um, we're talking about success champions and mm -hmm. that's going to be a, a little bit different than last year. Last year, it was kind of like a keynote thing. This year is going to be more so like a mastermind, right? You, I think it's longer too. I think it's going to be 75 to 90 minutes where I'm going to sit down and I'm going to engage the topic I'm talking about is branding. But when somebody leaves that room, they're going to have key terminology for their brand. They're going to have value propositions, mission statements. You know, we're going to talk about the visuals, but what words are supporting your visuals to get your brand in front of people? And again, I'm going to go from it from a Boston Cage standpoint. Like, how did we get Boston Cage to where it is? If you think SA, you think Boston Cage, right? They're mm -hmm. one and the same. How do you do that for you and your brand? Exactly. Uh, so you're talking about Brennan. I don't, did we ever put out any content related to last year's at all? I think we put a, a couple clips of do, me doing a little oogie boogie on the Yeah, stage. oogie boogie dance. Will there be a yeah. dance this year? I don't know. <laughs> I can't do the same thing I did last year, right? So as a brander, I have to kind of stay in queue, but I have to outdo myself. So I don't know. I don't, there's no telling, right? You could be a TikToker, you know, like our people, like our children. Oh, TikTok. There's no telling. I may do a handstand. I don't know. I'll figure it out before September comes, but I have to leave a long lasting memory. So that way people could capture that information that I'm delivering. And they'll always put that visual with it from now until. This is true that everybody still talks about your your dance, your oogie boogie moment. <laughs> got to do it. And I think Donnie refers to it as me dry humping the air. He was saying I was having sex with the audience. And I was oh. like, that's one way to look at it. I mean, hopefully nobody got pregnant in that process. But <laughs> no, we don't need no more kids. We're almost done. Digital Summit in Detroit and Indy. What are you going to be talking about there? So that is 100% podcasting, right? So mm -hmm. that 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 came from like a referral from a referral, right? It was kind of like, that's the beautiful part about podcasting and networking when you communicate with people and then they were like, Oh, you should meet this person. And then I met this person and we're having a conversation. It was like, yeah, I talk on digital summit. And I was like, really? I was like, what's that like? And then they was like, Oh, yeah, well, let me connect you to the person. And it was like, 
next thing you know, I had two gigs on Digital mm-hmm. Summit and I'm talking 100% about podcasting and, and understanding like the nuances behind marketing strategies for podcasting and how do we get to where we are right now where we don't have to look for new people. People are coming to us. Like, how do you get to that level? Right. And the PodFest Masterclass, what is that going to be about? I mean, it's, I'm assuming it's about podcasting, but in a little bit more detail. Yeah. So with that one, it kind of goes back to like my roots. I think it was like year one when I first became a podcaster and I'm kind of going back, kind of like you, you feel like a, like a comedian on stage. Like like when Chris Rock was talking about going back to his first stage that he ever communicated with, that he kind of goes back from time to time. So PodFest was essentially like my first like speaking engagement inside the podcasting world. So mm-hmm. definitely uh, went from there, got some more experience outside of that environment. And I was like, well, I, everything that I've learned, I got to bring it back to give back to the community because they gave so much to me. I want to give back to them. Definitely. That's cool. Well, please keep your eye on his social medias because I'm pretty sure there's going to be announcements coming out as we get closer to those dates. Thanks to Sex Champions, the end of September, uh, Digital Summit in Detroit and Indy is in October. Yeah, so Detroit and Indy are both in October. They're like the second and fourth week of October. Cool. And uh, when, do, when do we find out about the PodFest Masterclass? Uh, I think they're they're doing reviews right now too. So like, if you are listening, PodFest Masterclassers, and particularly I'm with, you know I'm not gonna have to name names, but yeah, no names. You are, <laughs> you are. So I'm just saying it would be a good opportunity for me to kind of bring back and bring the roots back and and kind of express what I've learned in the past couple of years. <laughs> no no pressure whatsoever. No pressure at all. <laughs> so going back a little bit. Or taking a step back, as far as your accelerator program, Boston Cage Academy, where can we start to look for that? So the the Boston Cage Academy is it's I would say more so at this point it's probably invite only. Uh, okay. We did a general opening up before, and you could definitely just drop me a, a quick email if you're interested, and that's um, info at bossoncage.com. The academy I, I think is is the low hanging fruit. I can I have it to a reasonable amount, so it's 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 well under fifty dollars per month, and with that you'll get access to something that we're working on behind the scenes is like a new group. Um, obviously, Facebook is great, but algorithms kind of get on my nerves when they kind of you have 100 200 people and only two people get to see your your information without you doing ads man in a group that you already created so that's mind-boggling to me so we're creating an offline group and with that you'll have access to our additional members and i think donnie had brought this up when i he did the interview with me uh last week about all the different groups that i have right so all these groups are going to be compiled into this one environment. So you'll be able to kind of talk from food to books to podcasting all in the Boston, Boston cage ecosystem and the accelerator program. Uh, that's another thing that we just recently did. We brought on some, a sales team. So yep. that is more so for the business owner, um, entre- not necessarily the entrepreneur, unless they have a particular staff of individuals and they want to create a podcast. That's more of an internal podcast versus an external podcast. And I think people are kind of like, well, what's the difference between the two well think of it from the point of steve jobs imagine if steve jobs had an internal podcast that he would record with his team he'd probably get interviewed by directors he'd probably interview people on his team interview his design team definitely have the insight and information about the things that he wanted to create and where he sees apple going down the road but he never did that so now that he's dead and gone where is that insight, that information besides like the keynotes that he's done internally, he could be more expressive and it's not going to necessarily be released to the public. It'll be an internal um, archive for a company where they are and where they're going down the road. 
Yeah, Trader Joe's has a actually a really good podcast that I'll listen to every once in a while. And, and I looked at implementing one at my company as well. So they're great lead magnet. They're a great way to just spotlight, you know, your teams and your staff and what the company is doing and, and what people are doing within the company. And the more exposure that it gets on whatever social media channels just brings more eyes towards your company. So like I said, I had never thought I would want to listen to the Trader Joe's podcast, but it's actually really funny. So. Yep. And it's two sides of that coin, right? It could be an external internal, right? You could start off internally and then you can go back in and take 15 minute, five minute clips and then make that external. So you can kind of do pre-filtering, but the goal is here is more so the inclusiveness of your team. They could have a verbal outlet and then somebody new could come in, could also embrace the, 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 like not to say the religion, but like the philosophy of that company through the people that founded that company over the years. That's really cool. Really cool. Now I'm excited. Ooh, see, I got my little doggy. I guess he's right here on my screen. That's my, my picture of seven, seven sitting over here into the corner. So I had to get him on the screen. So he's right there. Season four starts Tuesday. Pew, 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 pew. Fireworks, fireworks. Exciting. What can we expect for season four? Any big changes? Huh. Let me think. Well, we're, we're, we've been talking offline and we've mentioned it a couple of the seasons here and there. And I think season two, I probably did way more of these in season three was just kind of like the boss Q&As, like these questions of like things that I think people should know. And I think one of those episodes that I talked about was essentially about how to get to 10,000 downloads yeah. as a podcaster. Mm -hmm. So I think with opening it up more to the audience to say, hey, what kind of things do you want SA to answer for you live? Right. Yeah, it'll be really cool. Like bonus episode Q&A. Yeah, I remember that episode, 21 tips to help you get to 10,000 uh, downloads. It was back in February or so. So check that out if you haven't. But yeah, keep your eyes on social media. We'll be putting some things out in order for you to be able to submit your questions via audio or video if you're feeling fancy. Um, and if we select your question to be recorded and put onto the show, we'll send you some swag. So keep your eye out. Want to put your questions out there, SA will answer them, and then you get some swag. So that's pretty cool. What about your YouTube channel? What's going on with that this year? So I think year one, there was no YouTube. And I started recording video back in year one, which is kind of funny because now those videos are coming into play with, with the whole YouTube channel thing. So right now, systematically, you know, we have YouTube videos that are being posted probably four to five times per week. Mm -hmm. And they're from season one and season two, like taking those clips of those videos when I started recording them. So like now I'm really starting to focus on the YouTube algorithm focusing. And it's funny too, because our, our downloads have shifted, right? So potentially we had way more downloads as far as podcasts. We're still there, but now we're starting to see more pod, more podcasts being downloaded on the, the actual YouTube lives. Mm -hmm. So like, it's kind of like a juggling act. It's kind of like, okay, if, if you're a YouTube person, you want more video, you can see it here. If you're more a person that likes to listen in your car, then you can listen here. So figuring out the equilibrium between both of them right now i'm thinking about shifting a little bit more attention to youtube for the for the longevity of all the content we've been creating since season one it's true it's true it's a great place to kind of leave your legacy <laughs> it's one of the things that you want to do you can always go out there and watch your videos so let's talk a little bit about what we do and what we love are the guests that are going to be coming up in season four, which I am really excited about. One of them is one of your friends who I've met a couple times now, Danielle Hall from Sound Embrace. What is kind of recap that episode? What was it about? 
It was, it was funny because I was trying to get Danielle on a show for like forever, but both of our schedules are always crazy. I never know what state she's in or, you know, where, where she's at. But just kind of having her story be documented, I think it was something that I wanted to definitely give back to her because I've, I know her since she was a photographer in school. Then she became a voiceover artist, became like a singer. And then she found that through these different audio devices that sound healing, sound therapy became like her her thing that became like her golden nugget. So I wanted to talk like some people don't even know what the hell sound therapy is, right. but she's gotten it to the point to where she's educating people and she has her own academy to where she's pretty much certifying people to become sound therapists. Yeah, it's really cool. Check out Sound Embrace. I went to a session. We went to a session maybe a year ago now or so. Yeah. Um, I was a little uh, apprehensive about the experience, but it was once you get into it and you allow yourself to like really relax and be absorbed in the environment, it's very, it's very zen. I left very relaxed <laughs> for the most part. Another, it's all about yeah. frequencies, right? We're talking yeah. about audio. We're talking about podcasting. And, and, and this is funny that we found our own niches in the opposite end of the same spectrum. <laughs> that is funny. Another episode that I'm really excited about because, you know, I like love and love is love and relationships and stuff. You're going to talk to Lily Walford. She's an international relationship and dating coach. She's lovewithintelligence.com. That was a really cool episode because she's based out of like the UK or something, right? Yeah, she's based out of UK. And it's, it's kind of like... Um... If you want to kind of talk about our backstory, like how we met, I mean, <laughs> using algorithms and systems in place and, and using online dating, she kind of takes that to another level. I mean, she does like an integration with AI, artificial intelligence to figure out if you and your particular person that you're looking at is a good combination or going to be a good match by doing all these different Q&A questions and then running them through a system to give you a grade to see if you're going to be compatible or not. Saying. Trust the algorithm. If it works, it worked <laughs> for us. Total opposites, but it works very well. <laughs> yeah, it works well with relationships, but it, sometimes algorithms can, you just want to choke whole algorithm that, that wants you to just pay for everything when reality is, the, uh, I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> Al algorithms are your friend or you'll be on the bottom of the list. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They are. They are, but they're not at the same time. I'm done. Another episode that I'm excited about in this upcoming season. And forgive me, I have to look down at this individual's name because I actually have to say their last name. Like when we were talking about it, <clears throat> he was just like, say Robin. And I was like, no, Robin Copernicus. And I'm pretty sure I probably butchered it in it anyway. <laughs> what did you and Robin talk about? Oh, man. It's so funny because, I mean, he, he's, he's a, a, an investor more so in the digital space. But, you know, over the, from the time we recorded the episode until now, I think him and I have become like fast Facebook friends to where <laughs> like we crack jokes all the time. He posted some crazy stuff and I always respond back with something equally crazy, if not crazier. But he's more so in the, the space of creating um, SaaS based platforms for NFT. And if you ever heard me talk about <laughs> NFT, if you ever listened to the episode where, where we did like the live NFT kind of Q&A, I think he's in a, in a good niche per se, because he's not only raising capital and raising funding, but he is taking what he's doing and he's converting that into the digital space, into the meta space. Mm -hmm. And he's even creating tools and assets for other creators to develop and release their NFTs. That's pretty cool. It's so funny. We were talking about meta and it, this is a total ADD moment, but you just got some new gear that you haven't done an un unboxing for oh. and i am like waiting for your unboxing because there's like kids that are doing unbox unboxings and they're like making 22 million dollars a year so yes 
shout out to Amazon Prime Day and the algorithm and his wife who's obsessed with shopping on Amazon Facebook portals. Really cool. Yeah. So obviously you've unwrapped yours. And oh, yeah. I use mine all the time. <laughs> and like I get messages from Jen Pisano all the time who was on the show this season as well. And she was just like, oh, my God, thank Alex for it. I didn't even know it. And she was like, I can't live without it. It's like the best thing since sliced bread. So I'm definitely going to do an unboxing eventually. It's kind of like, how do I put this with all my other cameras and all this other shit I got going on in his office? But um, if you had not seen the Facebook portals, it's definitely an interesting device. I think yes. more so because the lens follows you. That's it's so like the real cool. thing. It zooms in and just like I do all my work Zoom calls on it now. And not only does it kind of touch you up and it makes you sound really great, you know, if I could lean over to the side, the camera will follow me that way. And I lean this way and I go in and it zooms out and it zooms in. So I really like that feature. I mean, it has a lot of other great apps and whatnot on it, but I use it primarily for Zoom and it just allows me to have my Zoom here and still have my screens and be able to work. But with your setup, you're probably going to set the house on fire if you hook that in. So yeah, yeah I'm we'll trying see. to figure out. I'm probably definitely going to have to do a Harry Potter because uh, it has a whole Harry Potter skin schemes and schematics and it's like 12 to 15 different Harry Potter backgrounds and characters and yeah so don't be surprised if you see me popping up here but Harry Potter should not go back to Hogwarts this year <laughs> I'm done with you and I think we're kind of done with everything that we're talking about for this close out of season three of Boston Cage podcast. I mean, yes, we only talked about a couple of the episodes, um, but please go back and listen to the whole season. Not telling you it's really long, but there's some really great nuggets out there that we should check out. And then also for season four, I'm excited about season four. A lot of it's already built out. Like you said, we're going to talk to a relationship coach, which is, you know, girl, my world type of thing. <laughs> I know you're so excited about that. Danielle, who's a close friend, um, finally was able to get her on this year. And then Robin, Robin, hold on, Copernicus. <laughs> I'm saying that right. <laughs> and I, I think one other thing that we should talk about before we close out is like end of season three we did something that again you're the executive producer she was like i think you should do rerun episodes oh which yeah took forever for me <laughs> to process the whole rerun thing considering we have 200 episodes we have not released yet so and i had to literally go back in and listen to dozens of episodes to kind of select the ones that i selected so it's like picking your favorite child like i made him of his 200 children pick his favorite three you know how hard that was and that wasn't even a favorite three it was more of like what are the ones that were most impactful from the previous seasons um, that you want the listeners to hear again? Like so hard. I thought he was going to be like, boom, boom, boom. And then we would knock it out. It'd be pre-set up every week. We were having a conversation. So who's going to be a rerun? Who's going to be a rerun? I, I, oh, yeah. Greg Caesar and Jacqueline Wells. Yeah. And, and then we also had Barat too. So it was just like for all shits and giggles i mean at the point right now like we're going into season four and every season just keeps getting longer and longer so we're at total episodes 130 we've recorded well over 300 episodes so this rerun thing is becoming harder and harder and harder for me to even process and comprehend it's going to have to be user data now it's going to be oh well this is the most downloaded episode and i'm just going to have to do it that way because picking episodes sucks i hate <laughs> i hate it I can, i'm gonna be honest with you i can like i'm not hating the content I'm, I'm hating the fact that i have to select the content to rerun the content and then process the information so yeah it was tough yeah it was a nightmare just like i need an episode i need an episode this week tell me who you want to go so yes if we do reruns again at the end of season four more than likely we will 
I'm just going to put three episodes or four episodes in front of him and say, this is it. Don't ask any questions. <laughs> I got a better idea. If you just submit enough questions, I have no problem recording enough answers. And these answers will outweigh the reruns. <laughs> this is true. Look forward to a lot more bonus Q&A for, was it boss up Q&A um, with the questions coming in? Because, I mean, it goes back to what SA is known for education. We have the Boston Cage Academy. We have the Accelerator Program. And he's always getting questions from all over the place. I'm just saying, I'll generalize it and say all over the place. And we're just kind of talking and say, how about we start putting some of those answers as a part of the show you know, in between our regular episodes that come out on Tuesday, we were doing the bonus episodes on Thursdays. Okay, let's start putting some of those questions out there because maybe someone else has the same question, you know, or maybe you get asked something that you've never even been asked before and it just sends you down a total new direction of something to research. So I'm excited about the new boss up Q&As. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, because I've asked that question on some of my, like my groups and some of my networking environments and pound for pound, the, the response that I've got collectively would be an extra episode where it's just me essentially, and you know, throwing up the information from my head based upon an answer to a question. So yeah. I'm like, well, I just need more questions because I could come up with questions. But, you know, in my head, like sometimes the world is blurred. So I would rather you submit your questions versus me just going on. And then you're looking at me like I'm completely crazy, like I'm unmedicated. Like I said, if we select your question, you get some sweet swag. Yeah. Yeah. That was an executive <laughs> producer decision about that. <laughs> it was. I was like, we're doing swag. We're sending swag out. <laughs> yeah. Like I keep saying, I mean, store.bossacage.com is it's ironically funny because I have, I don't know, like 500 different products in there, but I don't really market it. And obviously, I guess this episode is really me talking about it for the first time. Yeah. But again, if you want a Boston Cage t-shirt, Boston Cage hats, sneakers bags again i keep creating random stuff and i just put them up there and i'll order it for myself and i'll walk around in the real world with it like i'm coming out of the matrix and i don't share and unfortunately i'm now i'm sharing with everyone that works you have anything to close us out with on our end of the season three beginning of season four boston cage podcast I mean, first and foremost, I just want to thank all, all the listeners that listen to the show pretty regularly um, and the ones that kind of follow up with these random text messages or these random um, chat messages just asking me about a particular question or a particular episode or wanting me to connect them to someone that, I, that I've interviewed. Like, that's why I'm doing it. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not just doing it for the, the legacy. I'm doing it to help influence other people and also give people a leg up. And again, making these six degrees of separations and connections, if I become that person that you contact, hey, SA, I need to contact John. Like, that's mm -hmm. what it's really about. And then, obviously, the monetization behind the scenes is going to be the academy. It's going to be the general services to help you grow your business. If I am not helping you grow your business, then you and I are completely wasting our times. Hence why, if I had to define myself, I'm going to say that I'm a business financial freedom. I'm going to say coach, but, you know. <laughs> business financial freedom or Freedomer. <laughs> I don't know if that's grammatically correct. Where's where is Jessica? Jessica, don't correct my grammar right now. <laughs> Freezer. Just making up words. That's how you should do it. I mean, if you're a creative writer, they'll figure it out. <laughs> well, as always, this has been a pleasure that you've had to force me to do for so you have six months now, maybe roughly or so before we have to record again. So if you start working on it now, I'll be ready in six months. You see, I'm going to put this out there. To let, let the, I always let the people decide. Now, would you not rather her become the co-host of Boss Uncaged? Could you imagine? Like, 
or our Thursday episodes. So our Tuesday episodes are just me interviewing someone and our Thursday episodes could be her and I discussing topics because you have business as well. I mean, you're a, a fucking treasurer. Like you, you know, numbers like you, you think I'm a numbers person. You have no idea who I live with. No idea. He wants me to get fired twice. Like I'm already often get fired from being executive producer. Now you want me to be fired from that and being a host at the same time. I think we're okay. I'll stay in my lane. <laughs> You know, I'll be a smart ass. I'll, I'll make a cutout and be like, well, this is substituting for her on no, this particular episode on Thursday. This is what she's going to say if she was here. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this has been fun. Like I said, as usual, I, I will do better about coming back on a little bit more often. I didn't die. You know, I'm, I didn't die. No one died. So I think I'm good. <laughs> do you do know that everyone is seeing this live and you rolled your eyes a couple of times right before you said that? <laughs> I'm just saying this has been documented. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I appreciate everyone for listening to the boss and cage podcast season three. We are closing it out, getting ready to start season four and like, what, like oh, 48 hours or something. Yes. 48 hours. I got a lot of work to do. <laughs> yes. 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 But you know, the, the, like she said before, we have people behind the scenes that are making her job 10 times easier nowadays. So again, I appreciate you guys. I can't wait to, to see these questions when they come in. Essay grant. Over and out. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Boss Uncaged. I hope you got some helpful insight and clarity to the diverse approach on your journey to becoming an Uncaged Trailblazer. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast. If this podcast has helped you or you have any additional questions, reach out and let me know. Email me at ask at sagrant.com or drop me your thoughts via a call or text at 762-233-BOSS. That's 762-233-2677. I would love to hear from you. Remember, to become a boss in cage, you have to release your inner beast. S.A. Grant, signing off. Listeners of Boss Uncaged are invited to download a free copy of our host, S.A. Grant's insightful ebook, Become an Uncaged Trailblazer. Learn how to release your primal success in 15 minutes a day. Download now at www.bossuncaged.com forward slash free book.